Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? You're listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno. And with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick. Baskerville Holmes. Hey, oh, it's like a discount, uh, like Sherlock situation. Yeah, yeah, actually, it was a real guy again because we're continuing this this oh. this theme of of real sports names. And oh, okay. This former standout for Memphis State, who was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks but never played for them. Yeah, was in fact given his fantastic name by his mother, who loved Arthur Conan Doyle's books. Right about the fictional detectives. So yes, yeah. you're right. But okay. Holmes, Holmes died tragically in 1997, Aww. but his name lives on in the pantheon of epic athlete nomenclature and yeah. on the QTB podcast. What it do? What it do? But this I gotta is say, for you, Baskerville. Yeah, I gotta say though, I like the, I like the discount Sherlock Holmes thing more because you can be yeah. my partner, Dietz and Watson. <laughs> oh man, I love those commercials, yeah. man! You've uh, uh, who's on there? What is it? Andy Roddick and his wife. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot her name, but you know her because she's pretty and yeah. every, everyone. Yeah. So they do the little the little charcuterie board things, right? Yeah. The Deets and Watson meets. <laughs> do you remember? It. Do you remember for the Super Bowl when they unveiled um, the, their uh, their nut pouches? They called them Deets nuts. I, I wish I was kidding. It was a thing that happened. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make meat products, I guess it's just a matter of time. On the charcuterie side of things, you're gonna eventually oh. move into nut territory. Man, that's a fun and word, boy. charcuterie, isn't it? it I it's, swear. It's, and we're having yeah, we're having a fun time here on the QTP podcast, episode 50, <laughs> 53. Yeah, just hitting him with the charcuterie, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna rhyme anymore. <laughs> that's right. You know, Bruno, I, I'm I'm very nostalgic for the number fifty three because yeah. that was, and for you too, we were in the same area growing up. Um, that was the channel on on cable in our area for Nickelodeon. It was, it was 53. You, oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, pull that back because you're yeah. right. Fifty three was was Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Fifty two was Cartoon Network. That's right. Fifty one was VH one, and fifty <laughs> was MTV. Baby, yep. the the like, powerhouse. The the, the powerhouse yeah. four right there. We never that had was, to leave that, the fifties. Nope, never, <laughs> never. And then when you started getting into like fifty five, it was like TLC. Forget about it. And you're it. like, okay, yeah. I don't want any TLC or A and E up in this. <laughs> We we want we Send want back to the Cat goodness, yeah. the nostalgia of the '90s and Nickelodeon. That's oh man, that's what the kids want. If you haven't seen on uh, Patreon.com/slash Quit the Bill, we do have our July merch announced, and oh. one of the, one of the big ones is that if uh, you subscri- subscribe to any of our merch tiers th- this month only. You're going to get that 90s kid that kind of looks like a Nickelodeon uh, logo there. Absolutely free. We're going to throw it right in. Nick, 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 That's Nick, how you do it. Nick, Nick, oh, yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Bruno, I guess we, we've talked enough about sports, TV, and food. We should probably get into the thing that we actually do on the QTB podcast, which is discuss them Vidya games a oh, little yeah. bit later. So what do we got? I got news. So a little bit okay. later. We're going to be talking about how uh, NetherRealm has made an announcement that they are officially ending uh, their ongoing Mortal Kombat 11 DLC. They've been doing this for quite some time. It's been very successful. And so, yeah, well, we'll get into it because it's really not bad news. I don't think anybody that's a Mortal Kombat fan 
feels like that's a disappointment because if you aren't yeah. satisfied by Mortal Kombat 11, then you don't like Mortal Kombat. I'm just going right. to say it outright. You're, just, uh, you're not a fan. Yeah, if you're old school, new school, any school, like that is, that is a, we'll, we'll talk more about it. And also later, Bruno, just a crazy heist went down and I'm surprised it didn't make bigger headlines uh, where a Microsoft employee figured out a loophole that allowed him to steal Xbox gift cards worth over 10 million US dollars. That's uh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. That is no joke. <laughs> How he flew under the radar for this long is incredible, but it's it's a fascinating story. We'll be getting to that a little bit later. But Bruno, today's big story, and this is really exciting. I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to diving into this with you because we talked before about you know Nintendo World of the park that they're putting out both in Japan and in America and other, you know, iterations. We've seen video games kind of come to life in different ways like that. But this is the this is one of the first ones where I have read about it, and I've really really gotten excited and just wished we could get something like this uh, on you know stateside. And that is the story from Kotaku.com about this new uh, Japanese nature themed park called Pokemon Wonder. Okay, now this is this Ooh. is absolutely insane. This is a forty eight thousand square foot forest. You heard that correctly. Wow. Um, yeah. That's big. That, that what they're doing is, it, rather than making it, you know, have rides or attractions or that kind of thing, they want this to be an organic kind of going outside and just exploring nature concept where they, all throughout this, this forest, they have hidden Pokemon, basically. But you can't catch them. You're not allowed to catch them. <gasps> what? They, so what they've done so this is... this is like the, this is like Pokemon Safari. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> all exactly. All these cool Pokemon, but you can't... You can't capture him. What? Yes, yeah. it reminds me of uh, there was a great comic that poked fun at, at Pokemon, um, where it, it was in the Pokemon realm, and like uh, Ash is playing a Game Boy, and on the Game Boy is the human version of Pokemon, which is animals. Gotta see them. <laughs> 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 Gotta see them all. Look at them. Wow, that's fun. <laughs> There's a horse. Look at him. Yeah. There's a horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <but> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It's exactly. black. Marvel. There's a brown yeah. one. Oh, I never yeah. thought we'd see a shiny horse here. Yeah. <laughs> Command options are observe, comment, <laughs> notate, or run. Love, feed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feed. Don't feed the animals. No, no. Every park well, tells you that. If you're go if you're going to the like kids zoo, they like give you this stuff. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. They're like, here, let's let's fill your your toddlers with with uh, food and then set them free in the goat ring. Oh yeah, <laughs> let the goats no come shot, after man. them. Okay. Yeah, those goats are efficient. I'll tell you what. Yeah, they will. And goats are known to eat absolutely everything, and their eyeballs look like flying saucers. So what it do? <laughs> I love goats. I really do. Goat Simulator, one of the greatest games of all time. I got to be oh, honest with you. Oh, it really is. But yeah, Bruno, this idea is really cool. So it's located in Anagi City, um, close to uh, the Shinjuku region. And Unagi. the idea. Yeah. Inagi, not Unagi. No, I know. Yeah. Jeez. I was, thinking of, uh, I was thinking of friends. Unagi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Doesn't that mean eel? No, no, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I th I th you're mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the idea is that this massive forest has been largely uh, untouched for the last 20 years. And so they have used it as this place for people to kind of reconnect wow. with nature. By the way, 48,000 square foot forest that's been untouched for 20 years. America would like to know your location. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really. we, be, we be bulldozing. We need a parking lot over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some there's some places out here I'm sure that have yeah. have remained untouched. Maybe not in a forest, but maybe in the desert for sure. Because there's 
Nick, I've traveled across the country. There is a lot of land out there. Yeah. Most people don't realize that in the Midwest and stuff like that, it's mainly land. You'd be lucky if your neighbor lived 20 miles, you know, within 20 miles of you. Yeah. Like going to the nearest city is sometimes like, you know, a whole day event. You're like, well, that's a hundred mile trip, you yeah. know, just to, just to get there. So, yep. you know, these untouched places, pretty, pretty you know, pretty amazing that they still exist. There's a lot more here, but in Japan, being that it's a small island and there's already not much, you know, to it to, to have a 48,000 square foot forest um, that's been untouched is, is quite remarkable. Yeah. So the idea behind this, this is very clever because it really takes a keen eye to spot. So what they've done in this forest is they have hidden Pokemon all throughout and they're not going to be like, you know, giant statues. You're not going to see like, you know, a random, you know, Pikachu just sitting around that's like clearly <laughs> just, you know, a, you know, ceramic, you know, construction of some sort. They utilize nature. Like in one area that you can see, they, they took a single leaf on a tree and like I guess they had like an origami artist folded up to look like a metapod. Yeah. And that's a single leaf in an entire 48,000 square foot forest, Bruno. Wow. So you're going to have to really be hunting to find this stuff. Um, and so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see more about, you know, how this all plays out. I like the idea there's one part where you can see like a dug up like excavation site. And there's like a fossil of an ammonite sitting there. Yeah, um, I see that. That looks really cool. Yeah. You know, and even other stuff that's really hard. Like there's a pile of acorns and there's one. Uh, I forget the name of that one, but it's a it's a, a little acorn Pokemon. That's just kind of, a, you know, this acorn with eyes, basically um, kind of yeah, hidden in the some, pile. There's some oddish in there. Yeah. And, uh, I even see a diglet peeking its mm. way through the ground. So I, I, this is, yes, this is much different than, you know, Pokemon Go per se. But, I, you Nick, you got to wonder, if you're not throwing Pokemon Go in the mix, mm -hmm. then are you? we're missing out here. We're well, missing out on something. Here's what I'm going to say about that. And as you know, back in the day, I was a avid Pokemon Go fan. Just yes. to establish my nerd creds, like, and my wife will tell you, because I used to work uh, night shifts, so I'd be get, I'd be getting home at like you know four thirty five o'clock in the morning, like before the sunrise had even started, and I would literally right come when the home. Pokemon are waking up. Yeah, I would I would change clothes when they first came out, and I would go out in a walk like before it was it was so dark you couldn't even see, um, and I would start walking to like catch these Pokemon as as I would uh, wake up. You know, I I got to the, the what was the level cap way faster than I should have. I lost a lot of wages <laughs> getting a walk on at my local. Uh, my local uh, town center, right, where, where a lot of these yeah. things spawn. Here's my thing, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Bruno, because he, here's the here's where Pokemon Go got it wrong. When the, okay. when the game first came out, the whole idea was to instill this sense of wonder of, let's explore the world around us and catch Pokemon in the process. The initial trailers showed people going out to remote locations and big grassy fields, that kind of thing. Yeah. But the way that that, that game works is, is that wherever there's more cell phone traffic more things tend to spawn. And so everybody was always just gravitating towards local malls, shopping centers, um, it, big cities, right, where there's just yeah, a lot of true. people. And it, it completely took the fun out of it because if I went out and, and did a, you know, a walk on my local like nature trail, I would, I would see very little, if not anything at all, compared to if I just sat around you know, at my local Starbucks, I could catch them all. Um, yeah. And that, that was a big problem. And so I think... What they're doing here with Pokemon Wonder, this idea behind it, is very intelligent because, honestly, 
even when I was in like natural areas, like most players, I had my head buried in my phone. Mm. Like I, I, I wasn't appreciating the nature that I was actually in. And when I, I when I really burnt out on the game and started to head back to those same locations, I was like, oh, I didn't notice that before. Oh, this area is nice. I, you know, I, I didn't appreciate it as much. So I think there is something to be said for the idea of just removing all of the the you know because and then, look the kids the problem I'm gonna say this if you did this in America it wouldn't work because the kids would be yeah. like what yeah. do I do wh- wh- how do I win I want the VR AR Pixar Roseanne Bar I want it all um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say that I love that <laughs> thank you yeah um, I want the Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> the saxophone comes out yeah that's it but yeah man well you're you're right i i I totally understand so we and i I hate to be i hate to be like an okay boomer you know when Mm -hmm. when i when i mentioned this but today's youth have a real hard time looking up from the phone or looking out from a screen it's, you know, in a car ride or anything like that. I feel like our generation actually has a pretty good grasp on it because our parents were at the time introducing us to screens and they'd be like, you need to go outside and play. Like, you're not going to sit in here and watch TV or play video games all day, you know? And now it's kind of like, oh, please just play video games all day. So I don't have to worry about, you know, about this and don't have to, you know, think, but you're right. It's we've lost the sense of going outside and, and seeing like seeing what the world has to offer. And uh, this is totally this is probably why something like this doesn't exist in the U.S. is because, first of all, you're right. We would have turned it into a parking lot first. A B little kids would be like, how do I win? And then C <laughs> they would, you know, they breeze through it and, and nobody wants to go outside because, yeah. you know, outside Zicky, at least for me. Um, but it, it's, it's a really interesting, really interesting idea. And it's, uh, it's just one of the many reasons why you want to visit Japan, right? <laughs> yeah. I love the idea behind this. I would I would love to spend a day doing something like this. Yeah. W- w- whether just with my wife or even at, w- as a family, you know. I think there's such a great idea behind this because it's one of those things where the, where the journey is more important than the destination. Um, where, you know, finding a little oddish, you know, because they're very small, the things that you're finding out in the wild. Yeah. It's, it's very much... Um, more about just hunting for it. And they even say in the article, like the intention is to get to get everybody to really pay attention to nature and just notice their surroundings um, while hunting for these, you know, very small things. And if you do find something, it's kind of a bonus of like, oh, cool, I found that. Um, yeah. One has to wonder, though, in an area like this, because this is just a massive uh, open area, there's no way they're going to be able to properly police to make sure, like, you know, kids don't take home all the Pokemon that they can actually reach. So I have to wonder how vandalism is going to play a role in this. Uh, I would wonder, I would suspect that it's probably easier in Japan. That's something that, that is a very American thing, right? Like, I feel like the Japanese have a respect for nature and, uh, just an overall, you know, respect for each other and, and things that aren't theirs versus, you know, maybe Americans who like want to take something with them and, uh, yeah, that's like I said, this is the type of thing that I feel like could only exist in Japan or, or, or a country like that where they appreciate 
and take the time out of their day to see that. So mm-hmm. um, who knows? Maybe they're bolted to the ground or there's like a pole that sits in there. You know, there's a 90 foot pole holding that acorn into the ground. <laughs> so you're not going to be pulling that bad boy up. <laughs> wow. It's like a sword in the stone situation. Yeah. It's just it's not going to happen. Just Sorry, keeps buddy. Coming. You're just like, what? <laughs> Cemented to the ground. There I you love go. It. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, very cool idea. It's just it's just fun to see. Um, and you're right. Like this this is something that will probably work in Japan, but just it, it wouldn't play in an area like in, in the states. I think so. Yeah, um, kind of a cultural difference, but still something I'd like to experience and something I, I would have on my checklist if I ever did a a, a Japan vacation. So. Right, like that's definitely going to be on there along with the arcades and getting yourself a samurai sword. <laughs> Finding the Pokemon in the Forest of Wonder is definitely up there. <laughs> I was going to say I could get a, a a samurai sword at my local mall, but I guess not really anymore malls aren't much of a thing right they used to be the thing you could go to your local like ripoff like yeah, <laughs> replica sword I know store which one you're talking about you're talking <laughs> about that hippie shop in the in the martinsburg mall that used to exist oh. that was once an arcade see the it source. was once the art yes it yeah. was an arcade and then they took it down and they were like nope it's gonna be a hippie store full of metal metal shirts um bongs and and, and places samurai to swords. hide things i yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once I went in there and like, I didn't understand because I walked over to a section that was like a bunch of like replicas of like peanut butter jars and like different cans of like, right. And I'm like, wait, why (laughs) is this a thing? And there's like a shelf under like a hidden compartment underneath. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh I gotcha. Martinsburg Mall. Get out of here. Martinsburg Mall knows what's up. (laughs) That's where the earth plopper shop. (laughs) <laughs> the officials the official store of the Martinsburg Earth Ploppers. Sponsor see the of source. the plops. <laughs> see the source. <laughs> Our ski ball sign is still up. <laughs> That's their motto. And we're going in there. It was such a gut punch because we we love the arcade, obviously. It yeah, was a yeah. dingy arcade like any other. Um, but Namco owned those arcades before they shut down. And yeah, it, it was it, it sucked because when, whenever you walk in there and they took over that spot, the there was like that neon like classic ski ball sign that was still yep. up at the top where the ski ball machines used to be. So when I'd walk in there, I'd just be mad that it wasn't an arcade anymore. Yikes. Well, yeah, and it's just it's it's kind of like you know. It's kind of like cutting the head off of your enemy and putting it in the town square for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> bought this. We bought this and we took it down. It's no longer ski ball. Yeah. It's it's paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness, Bruno. Well, you know, we got to keep moving. Speaking of uh, Pokemon Wonder, Bruno, there's definitely something that I'm wondering, and that's who's our sponsor. Oh wait, it's Pierce Unlimited. Oh, <laughs> hit him with do. it. Thank you for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. Hit him. <laughs> I love it. I thought, yeah, I threw, I threw you for a loop on that one. I wasn't ready. I was thought it was gonna be another. Mur, 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 mur. Oh, see, sometimes I gotta throw you for a loop because I, I want, you know, I want the, the yeah. our regular listeners out there to know that we've got more than more than a few sounds on here. Sometimes I just don't know how to get to them all because there's so many. Yeah, and I mean, then you- sometimes I just hit the wrong one, and it's just like. Ta-da. <laughs> Or hit two simultaneously. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, you know how to do that now? Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. You got like 11 different categories. Wait, Bruno, 11? That's the number of the Mortal Kombat game that we need to talk about. <gasps> oh my Our gosh, next you're story. right. Yeah, from Polygon. It's about- Oh, what a segue. I mean, thank you. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really dialed in tonight. Meanwhile, my brain's going- <laughs> You've got <Don't> mail. <laughs> Goodbye. That's Goodbye. it. Ah, we got a call. All right. So, yeah, we got to talk about this because this is actually very big news. Not really, it, it, it's kind of framed as bad news, but it's really not. And that is about NetherRealm Studios. They have announced that they are discontinuing their support for additional Mortal Kombat 11 DLC. Um, now, oh, this is important. No. I mean, you know, it sounds bad, but like I was saying when we started the show, Bruno, if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, it's going to be really difficult, at least from a uh, just a support perspective, to really say that Mortal Kombat 11 was a disappointment because the game just delivered on so many fronts. It's a very satisfying yeah. fighter. Um, they really dialed into what makes the series great while also having fun with it. You know, a lot of the, the comedy-style fatalities, the friendships, as they call them, um, yeah. were just next-level hilarious. But more importantly is we got just the coolest DLC characters. I mean... You want to talk Terminator. about Terminator? Yeah, was he in there? Yeah, freaking RoboCop in there. You got Terminator versus RoboCop matchups. John Rambo's in there. You got Spawn. I mean, it's just hey. the Joker, right? He oh. managed to get in there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Audience like that one, right? Which was very <laughs> appropriate, of course, because NetherRealm was also responsible for Injustice: Gods Among Us and Injustice yes. Two, which are two just critically they really are. fighting games. You really very can't good. get much better. Um, yep. If you're a fan of fighters, then Injustice and Mortal Kombat. So I think the the, the reason why that this is making headlines and a lot of people are talking about this on socials is the speculation of what are they going to do next. You know, we're we're excited to see what direction they're going to take it in. And you know, it, it's yeah, really course. big, Bruno, because Mortal Kombat 11 it, it it really really did well in terms of sales in 2019, the fifth best selling game um, and the fourth best selling PS4 game of uh, 2019 it is a multi-platform title um hmm. by the end of or close to the end of 2020 it had already sold more than 8 million copies worldwide so this is very much a, a success story um in in the right way to go about uh keeping the mortal Kombat franchise alive right yeah of course i mean i think uh, their bread and butter has always been uh fighting games and we're going to continue to see that obviously and they've got to keep moving, but there's rumors for a new fighting game, right? Correct. So this is very interesting. This this goes back to a little while ago when one of the people at NetherRealm um, was pointing out how the current uh, director, James Gunn, I believe, for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, he's going to direct that film, yeah. has also directed a uh, uh, directed DC films as well and talking about he's like the first yeah, you know, he, director. He's doing uh, Suicide Squad now. That's correct. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, he's, yep. he's redoing, re re I guess, I don't know. It's not really a reboot, I guess. Or maybe mm -hmm. it is. Who knows? But, uh, you know, the, you can't keep up with how, how DC does their, their universe because they're trying to figure it out themselves. Okay? Yeah. Like, everyone, Marvel can do no wrong, and this is a rant for a different time. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that you got to give them a break, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, they're doing the best they can. I'm just glad we're seeing any type of movie out here, but it looks like we're going to be seeing more from the Marvel series in video games, which they're just licensing it out to everybody, right? 
Oh, anyone that'll take it. You're not kidding, man. <laughs> I mean, just look at all the Marvel games we're getting on mobile, fighters. You know, they, they showed up with, with uh, what, Marvel versus Capcom. With yeah. A, no, I mean, it's been a while since we've had a new Marvel versus Capcom. But yeah, so the, the speculation for this came, again, there was a tweet from a, a developer from NetherRealm Studios who made that observation of him being one of the first, or the first director to do both a, a DC film and a Marvel film. And the reason why that, of course, fueled speculation, he had a little thinking emoji at the end of it, right? And mm-hmm. talking about how, of course, they've already done a DC game with Injustice 1 and 2. So, of course, people are saying, oh, is that his, that, is that his way of hinting that there could be a Marvel fighting game in the works at some point down the road? I would love to see this. Yeah! Yeah. And, Bruno, <laughs> let, me, let me blow your mind here for a second because, okay. you know, we've talked about cool, cool crossovers before in fighting games. Yeah. You know, Marvel versus Capcom has been a thing. Marvel's had uh, versus SN, or I think it was Capcom versus SNK. You know, there, there's been a lot yeah. of those types of like one one yeah, series yeah, yeah. versus another. But this, if NetherRealm Studios puts a successful Marvel fighting game under their under their belt, Bruno, you understand that we're one step away from DC and Marvel shaking hands and letting NetherRealm create Marvel versus DC as a fighting oh, game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Can That's you imagine? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready for that. That so. The kids want that. Yes. The kids want it. All the kids and the internet liked it. Everyone <laughs> liked that because that's what we want. Like, you know, I think we're starting to get to a point where these these licenses, licensees, licensors, all sure. the licenses yeah. um, are becoming <laughs> a little bit more fragile and I would say flexible on their approach to opening up to having their characters do something that they might not normally do. Mm-hmm. Like putting Batman in Fortnite is so counterintuitive because Batman hates guns. Like that's his whole thing, right? Like he doesn't, <laughs> unless they're high tech, right? Unless right. they're high tech, rubber he's bullets. like, oh yeah, rubber bullets or anything yeah. like that. But the lethality, mm-hmm. you know, form of it, he's totally against. So uh, we're seeing things that I never thought I'd see in my life. Like I never thought I'd see them license out Marvel to have guns in their hand and run around a Fortnite map. But Obviously, the money talks and Disney has has said, you know, sure, we're we're not going to hinder Marvel like everyone thought they were right. Right. Everyone thought that they were going to they were basically going to nerf Marvel and make it some, you know, kitty thing that no one wanted to see. Yeah. And that's not how it's happening. Like, no. You know, they're they're doing some, you know, they had an R rated Deadpool movie. Like, come on. Like, give them a break. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah, they sure did. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. Money talks. And at the end of the day, yeah, as as fast and loose as as Disney has been with their willingness to license out Marvel. And I think, you know, if both That's of them gonna got together. That's going to be the title of the Fast and Furious movie when they're really loose. old. Fast and loose. <laughs> Fast and furious. Twenty-seven. Fast and loose. Fast and loose. Oh, boy. <laughs> My skin. No, I think what the last <laughs> film they uh, that they sent him into space and said that's that's going to be it. <laughs> so we'll no, see if they actually uh, commit. They're coming back from space. They're going to start going into different universes and yeah. stuff like that. They're going to team up they'll, with, they'll with Marvel. Two. Yeah, yeah. That's this is <laughs> this is that's team really up with that's Marvel. Yep. 
Yeah, I we're going to see the, Mar- the Marvel uh, crossover event of of the century. They're going to be like, you thought Avengers was the most was the pinnacle of crossover events until we've revealed Fast and Furious <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> I love Vin it. Vin Diesel's coming in like yeah. in a car. <laughs> Rocket powered car. I love it. Yeah, man. Yep. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Money talks. And I really think this is something that's that's possible. I mean, it's raw speculation saying that their next game is going to be anything Marvel related. There really hasn't been any other clues. Just that one little that that one little tweet that people are like, oh, that could be a thing. So that being said, their next game could be they could move on to another Injustice game. I think people would love to have another Injustice game. Um, The sky's the limit. But for the most part, that's what they're known for at NetherRealm. Their their life story as far as their games um, really does boil down to Mortal Kombat and Injustice um, games yeah. in those franchises. So maybe they'll, get, they'll they'll branch out to a new franchise, or maybe they'll just keep keep doing what what's working for them and what's printing money because they really do seem to be doing very well, and they're in a pocket with that 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 fighting niche. So that's yeah. true. I mean, yeah, I, it's I, very cool. Um, wish them all the best. Great title. If you've not uh, experienced Mortal Kombat, I just got uh, Mortal Kombat Ultimate on sale, like a summer sale for like like ten bucks. Like all DLC yeah. included, so yes, please. Um, so I'll be definitely <laughs> hopping into best. that. That's the best when you can get all the DLC just loaded in with the game. Oh. You don't have to parcel out little things here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is, really is, um, yeah. really is the best way to go about it. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Frugal gaming is where it's at, man. It's there's nothing better than waiting like five years after a game and you've been thinking about it and thinking about it, and then finally there's some big sale that just bundles it all in for like single digit dollars and you're just like yes got frugal gaming sounds like a kid's show on like like fraggle rock frugal gaming like you know yeah. we're <laughs> that's right i don't know i don't know Nick. i mean you got I something know. i don't know put it on a lunchbox <laughs> little anyway, will buy it here we go moving on here's the transition <laughs> meanwhile oh man at the at the bat cave but yeah, Bruno, well, no, that's appropriate because, you know, in the world of crime, that's a big thing in Batman, right? You know, uh, Batman it trying is. to take down all the, all the criminals and mobsters of uh, Gotham and beyond. Look and at this guy. You want to said talk- it couldn't be done. <laughs> I found it. I found the <laughs> transition. Found <laughs> but no, you want to talk about just one of the craziest kind of, I, I guess you could call it a heist, but really it's more of a long play from this. This article is compliments of uh, notebookcheck.net. Um, and this is a story about how somebody basically got away with just stealing an absurd amount of Xbox gift cards that worked within Microsoft. You're not going to believe this. Yeah. Oh, how much did they get, Nick? Over $10 million. Yeah. Whoa. Right. This Whoa. Is- so what's the deal here? So they they had $10 million worth of Xbox gift cards? Well, I mean, he didn't have immediate access to them, but here's what happened. So this okay. actually happened all the way back in 2017. I was going to say, he's, he's, he opens up a briefcase, and there's just tons of plastic cards in there, $10, $25. Which <laughs> which uh, Xbox gift card do you want? Yeah. Uh, I, need a, I need Xbox gift cards in 10s, 25s, and 50s, okay? Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> the very elusive 15s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unmarked. <laughs> Yeah he's, yeah, he's just like nearby, like outside a GameStop with a trench coat. Like, hey, kid. You want some? We take store credit. Yeah. I got that and Pixie Sticks. What do you want? Oh, man. If you got some fun dip, I'm in, buddy. Yeah. That's how they get them. That was crack for kids back in the day. Oh, so. buddy. Literally just a ploy to get you to just eat powdered sugar. It's incredible. It really was. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Pixie Sticks, too. Yeah. So 
Yeah, Bruno, this this actually happened way back in 2017, but the reason why it's now making news is that uh, there was a recent uh, criminal sentencing for this guy. So what happened was he was working as a junior software engineer. Guy's name was uh, Voldemir uh, Vashik. I'm going to go Vashik. Okay. Voldemir Vashik. Sounds like he's sounds like he's not 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 a traditional name, not a traditional name that we're used to over here in the Americas. Well, this is a is this guy. Yeah, this, this guy's is, Ukrainian. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, there you go. I was gonna say sounds kind of Russian, but I'm not gonna say Russian because right. his name's not Steve Smith, which is you know. <laughs> Exactly. Just the normal name in America, right? I'm telling you, yeah, but like the Russian and Ukrainian names, they got all those extra consonants in there, man. Where you're just that's, like, well, what do you want me to do? Maybe he's the Steve Smith of Ukraine. Like, there's just that tons of what's his what's his name again? Uh, Vol- Vladimir oh, Kavashik. Okay, yes. Vladimir. I did maybe my best. Vlad. Vlad. That's yeah, not Vlad. He- that's Vlad. I quit. <laughs> what is it? Is it Vlad? Let me. Where's the spelling of it? It's I can't Vladimir. Find it. It's Vladimir. Yeah, V O L O D Y M Y R. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Vladimir. Yeah. Okay. It's quite the name. Gvash. Okay. Yeah. Well. See. Okay. They. I can't. I can't pronounce those types of consonants all together like that. That's what you I'm saying. Throw in some vowels, people. Yeah. Okay. This is. This is. A, this would be like the freaking. What is that game where you have to guess the guess the things, Nick? Guess the things? I don't know. Yeah, guess the letters. Is it what is it? Wheel of Fortune? Wheel of Fortune? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yep. I'm gonna need four consonants and a vowel. Uh Q. Another Q. <laughs> a third Q. <laughs> and the Batman symbol. <laughs> third Q. <laughs> As if he needed <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Just it's in it's case a Q-heavy puzzle. That first one. It's like when you copy and paste and you're like, copy, copy, copy. <laughs> you only need to do that once. You only need to do it once. Yeah, well, I'm going to three-strike it just in case. <laughs> yeah, definitely copied now. But yeah, so this guy was actually tasked with uh, reviewing Microsoft's infrastructure, kind of just like looking for like loopholes and, and, and possible ways that things could be exploited. Well, needless to say, one. he definitely <laughs> found one. The problem is he didn't report it. <laughs> Ding. <He> found it. <laughs> Got found <him>. one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to keep it. And it's gone. So, yeah, uh, it was something to do with payment processing, right? Because right now you can go online, you got Xbox's website, like most digital storefronts, you can buy a digital gift card and they will send you that code, right? Yeah. And so, it, part that of the string process. string of Russian letters. He's the one putting them together because yeah. it's his name, Kavashuk. Yeah. Kavashuk? Kavashuk. Kavashuk. That's my that's my guess. Yeah. But yeah. You gotta say it, you gotta say it like you got a code. Vladimir Kavashuk. I'm not even gonna try. And that sounds Russian. See, I'm gonna, I don't I'm, even know if it is Russian, but it sounds Russian. I'm gonna get an email. Like, yeah. My man. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. You're gonna yeah. get an email in Russian. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> I can't read this. I can't what is this? Yeah, Google Translate. That's what you do. But yeah, Bruno, so yeah, what was happening was every time that he figured out that whenever he would simulate a purchase of an Xbox gift card, right, the the software that they gave him allowed him to have like a test environment where he oh, could he could boy. purchase these Xbox gift cards. The problem was every time that he would complete a purchase, right, with, with, with play money in this simulated environment, the system actually provided him with a usable yep. gift code that was Generated worth actual a real money. Code. 
Wow. Oh, boy. So, Oh, snap. Yeah. Rather than report the glitch, he just decided, oh, well, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, just print these constantly. So he got away with this. I'm not joking. For two years before he was finally apprehended by police. Yeah. So you have to wonder, like, on on Microsoft's side, like, I know you guys are a mega corporation, but you got to figure there's something, it's some system out there somewhere that's being like, why in the world is this one place in Ukraine generating you know, <laughs> tens of thousands of gift cards in one place. So like, we're, we're really big in Ukraine. I don't know what. Well, the, yeah. Here's the thing. I used to work in loss prevention for Sears. I oh, was the Sears police, yeah. right? And sometimes you got to build a case. You know people are stealing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just continue to let them steal and get footage on camera or get your case together so that it's airtight. So that way when you hit them with the litigation... Boom! They don't know what happened. They're all just kerfuffled, and you just just cracked the cracked the wick. <laughs> kerfuffle's a fun word. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he managed to generate a total of one hundred and fifty-two thousand Xbox gift codes worth over ten million dollars. Big time squeak. <laughs> Big time squeak. Why? I don't even know. I'll why, take that it. That is a lot. That is a lot of uh, gift cards right there. Right. So a lot of gift cards. So you'd think that you'd think, first of all, that somebody would have had the foresight to say this this test program is not going to generate real codes, but it probably it may have had to generate real codes in this, you know, for the test. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works. So maybe that's maybe that's what they were doing. But uh, old Vladomir, Vladomir is not going to be uh, doing this anymore, my man, right? Yeah, all the way back in uh, actually November of last year, he was sentenced to nine years in prison. This is making news because the information is now public that we know what happened. Um, that Yeah, so he was actually caught in the United States, so I guess he decided to uh, call it a career and uh, decided to live <laughs> a life. He, he purchased a new Tesla. He got some waterfront property um, in Lake Washington. Good for him, by the way. And, yeah, man, uh, he was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Gangster, gangster, right? And the guy was clever living because the life. He, he, what, what he did was, I guess, to avoid uh, the money trail, he took all of those gift cards and sold them online for Bitcoin. Of course, one of the things about cryptocurrency that a lot of people are- Can't trace it. Yeah, that are uh, opponents of the idea, right, is that it's a, it's a way for things to get laundered and shuffled around without really knowing yep. the source of the funds. And so, yeah, that's exactly what he did. But uh, finally got caught, and once, of course, he becomes free after nine years um, doing time here in the States, he'll most likely be deported back to the Ukraine. So, I mean, what a ride for that guy, right? I mean, from the, what a ride. From the, from the top to the bottom, for sure. Bottom he, to the top, he stopped. And here's, here's, the, here's the real outrage, Bruno. You know, he used this money to buy all these extravagant things like a Tesla and, you know, this, this waterfront property probably was just living the high life, right? When they raided this guy, it's probably Scarface yep. style, right? You know, he just had... Mountains of drugs behind him, that kind of stuff. But for sure, Bruno, what he should have done, I'm just throwing this out there. Okay, I'm ready. I I did the math. For $10 million, he could have had over 50,000 years worth of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Think of all the games he could have played, but instead, he got a fancy car. You know? You could have had yourself a plethora of things, sir. We could have had Kool-Aid and McMuffins McMuffins. and other things. But no, you decided to not have any of that and go for what? 
a Tesla and some, look, I'm not saying a Tesla and some waterfront property at Lake Washington's worth $10 million, but come on, man. Everybody knows that Game Pass Ultimate's the best deal in gaming. You could have parlayed into that. He did. He wanted to fly under the radar. I mean, come on now. But yeah, just a crazy story, right? Like, it's wild. And oftentimes, these types of criminal cases are like this, where you don't hear about them until way down the road, I guess, when records get unsealed, that kind of thing. Who knows exactly what went behind, uh, what went into that, but... You know, just uh, just a wild joyride for that guy and uh, a lot of people that, I mean, at this point, like, the, the, the damage is done, right? Like, you can't go back to all these people that purchase these Xbox gift cards and be like, no, you can't have those. Like, yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, like, I, I don't think they would do something like that, so. Well, they've probably already been redeemed because most people don't sit on a gift card no. for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. they've just been redeemed and, you know, so that's another thing that maybe aided him and people trying to figure it out was, trying to find where people were looking for these gift cards because most of the time you throw a gift card on there and you buy something right away. You're like, yeah, I want to buy this or, um, you know, I want to get some DLC or some V bucks at the very least, Nick. Oh, come on. Get the V bucks. That's right. Yeah. That's all about right now, man. It is get the Macarena. If it's even still in the store, I got the Macarena. Did you? Yeah. I I want that. I want that Loki skin, man. Oh, you know? it's in the Fortnite crew. I know. I want to do it because me, and I, my, my wife and I are both big Tom Hiddleston fans. Like he just crushes Ooh. it as Loki, and it looks like the skin is based off of of his character. So, um, yeah, that that that. Well, here's happening. the thing, Nick. The Fortnite crew is a great value because you get a thousand V bucks with along with the skin, and you get access to the battle pass, which the battle pass is like 950 V bucks. So you get a thousand V bucks plus the skin access to the battle pass for 1199. That's what all a deal. it is. 1199. What a deal. This yeah. is not a sponsor, not a sponsor, but it just happens to be <laughs> a great deal. If you like to play Fortnite. And I tell you, it's, I I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying the extra V bucks and whatnot, but you pretty much get your, get your money money's worth out of that purchase if you're a fan of uh for uh at the very least you can buy it and cancel it right away yeah so that's the other good thing about is you don't have to sit on it for you know ever you just get the stuff get to keep the battle pass get to keep the skin the v bucks and you pretty much took fortnite to the bank right but they yeah. know you're going to stick around. They oh. know you're going to stick around. That's how it works. They're Nick. playing the long game. Don't you're not fooling anybody. That's right. Nope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Bruno, that's a great place to wrap things up. As always, thanks so much to our Patreon supporters like Nick Nick, Epic Capture Productions, The Dudist Monk, and Indie Gamiacs. Hey, if you would like a shout out each and every episode, our patrons mean the world to us, and you do too, our listeners. We do appreciate it. Um, but if you really want to go the extra mile, Patreon's the way, and we're going to reward you with some great rewards in the form of bonus content like our QTB Nostalgia Vault. Our latest episode, we talked about uh, retro gaming, starting with the, uh, the the NES era. We're going to kind of continue into future generations as well, kind of a mini-series of uh, content there on our Patreon page. And also, of course, that exclusive merch from the the Pierce Unlimited Pop Art Vault that you can also get at our higher tiers. So thanks so much to our supporters there on Patreon. Also, as always, thanks to our uh, sponsor, PodThreads. They have been a fantastic sponsor. There is all sorts of great content and, uh, well, physical content in the form of T-shirts available at PodThreads.com. That QTB uh, X PodThreads Limited Edition shirt still available for a limited time um, on their website. So make sure to check that out. Bruno. What do you have for the people? Oh, well, you know, you got to check out our TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
or chat with us on Discord. There's really no excuse for you not to be following the Quit the Build podcast wherever you prefer your social media stuffs because we have them. If you want to find out how to get to them, you can go to quitthebuild.com mm-hmm. and there's a community page. So you can go to really quitthebuild.com slash community and it'll take you there. There's some icons on there. It shows you some of our swag. That's squad swag for all you people out there. You can even grab yourself an Earth Ploppers t shirt. <laughs> Or you can support your local politicians, Humpkins and Springleaf, of course. because their platforms is, is about bringing platformers to the platforms. And that's a good platform to stand on, if you know what I mean. But I until you. next time, Nick, I got to tell you, okay, we're going to be live. Yeah. Well, not live, but live in terms of in your podcast ears every Saturday <laughs> and Wednesday Wherever podcasts are heard, you right. can listen to them boys. We them boys. We them boys. For Nick, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What it do? Now you're going to hear some things. You're